0: Welcome to Motor City Hoops Podcast, an instant recap and reaction episode from Monday night's game versus the Bucks, and the first podcast of 2022. If you're new to the Motor City Hoops Podcast, I'm your host, Bryce Simon, a former D1 Hooper, Current teacher, coach, husband, father of three amazing kids, and contributor at Detroit Bad Boys of SB Nation. And when I get the chance to watch our Pistons live, I'll do a short episode giving my immediate reactions, recap, and analysis of the game. Segments will include my biggest takeaways, player of the game, plays of the game, things to keep an eye on moving forward, and more. Before we get started, this one, I want to encourage you to go listen to the Detroit Bad Boy flagship podcast with Laz and Ben that dropped Monday morning, episode 77 of the Motor City Hoops podcast that I recorded with Amari Sankofa, and make sure you come back Wednesday morning for our weekly episode with Chris Oliver of Basketball Immersion. I also dropped my newest breakdown for Detroit Bad Boy where I drove into Luca Garza in his expanded role in minutes over the last 10 days. And a Cade Cunningham article at basketballnews.com that I worked on with Matt Issa, who will be joining on the podcast next week. But guys, tonight, the Pistons are undefeated in 2022, recording immediately after the Pistons' 115-106 win over the Bucks, We'll talk about what that means, the fact that this win came over Milwaukee, and Detroit, as I said, is still undefeated in 2022. And our guy, Wes Davenport, he, the producer, told me all day long that Detroit was going to win this game, that it was going to be a great instant recap episode to record, and sure enough, the Pistons get it done. So just some pre game notes killian hayes cade homie bay and lyles those guys start for the pistons tonight as hayes cade and lyles are able to return from COVID protocol it looked like they only had 10 players suited up in this game kojo and stewart are still in protocol i believe and then jeremy grant frank jackson Olinick are still injured the bucks go with drew holiday grayson adam middleton Giannis, and portis So that's a team that's pretty healthy. We got kind of the full version for them for the most part. I don't think DiVincenzo played. Obviously, Brooke Lopez is still on the men. So what I talked about earlier, 16 straight losses to the Bucs, including four in the playoffs, 12 obviously regular season, and then the Bucs themselves on this season are on a six-game winning streak, and the Pistons ended all of that tonight, Monday night, or last night if you're listening to this first thing Tuesday morning. Let's get this going in the first quarter. Giannis guarding Killian Hayes to start the game. I'll talk about what this means later, but I thought that was interesting. Bay, I thought was holding up against Giannis in some isolation situations. And as you guys know, if you watch the game, and again, I'll talk about it later, Giannis is really tough to guard, but I thought he held his own okay considering it's Giannis. He seems to be more successful against those type of players, kind of those strong fours. You know, somebody brought up, you know, how he handled against Julius Randle as well. I think that'd be RB Nesbitt, one of our uh, listeners and followers on Twitter. Um, Really good first quarter for Sadiq Bey, and it'll continue throughout the whole game. He starts 0 of 4, but keeps taking the shots he should couple first quarter threes from him just loving the sustainability of what we saw through the last couple weeks from him i have an article incoming on detroit bad boys that's going to outline all of that lee garza and robinson are the first guys off the bench they leave Sadiq bay and hamadou diallo so i just thought that was interesting the guys that just returned were the first guys to sub out and Sadiq bay and Hami got a chance to play together with some of the bench unit guys like they had seen over the past couple weeks including you know saban lee uh, who has returned from COVID protocol and then Garza and Robinson who had been playing with those guys and Josh Jackson gets some minutes and we'll talk about him a lot as we go through the episode as well. Really just a very solid first quarter by the Pistons but Giannis hits a tough, tough shot at the buzzer to give the Bucks a tw- 30 to 28 lead. Josh Jackson taking every advantage of the minutes he is getting. Loved what we saw from him tonight. Kind of a forgotten guy. I don't even think he was talked about with him being in COVID protocol. This was his first game back from that as well. I honestly don't know what the answer is for Giannis. Even the double didn't seem to be enough. And if you do double him, then you're in rotations against a team that makes a lot of threes. I believe the most threes in the NBA this season. The Pistons starters return with six to go in the second quarter, up four. And I was just interested to see if they'd be able to hold on to the lead. And they actually were not. The Bucks eventually go on a 13-0 run. Pistons don't score for over four minutes before Cade hit a three. Nice answer to close out the half to at least keep it within three They finished the first half 50% from the field, 40% from three, five of six from the free throw line, not a ton of attempts. They're actually winning the rebounding battle and three guys in double figures, two more with seven. 61-64 going into the second half, and the looks like the Bucs are going to go on an immediate run. I believe Middleton hit a three and then missed the, the next one that looked like they were really going to try to take control of the game. And the Pistons answer with the Diallo bucket, Three threes and a run out, and I will break all of that down during plays of the game. Bucks, of course, answered with a 6-0 run after the Pistons went up seven, and it's answered by a Sadiq Bay 3. So you guys know how I love to talk about momentum and sequences and all that. And every time the Pistons got a big lead, the Bucks responded, but the Pistons were able to then fight back. And it's because the offense was really good tonight. Kind of felt like a slow-paced, weird quote unquote third quarter, kind of low scoring. It actually ended with a flurry from the Pistons. Looked like they were really going to take control of this game. But, of course, the Bucs answer with a 5-0 run in the final 40 seconds. 87-85 lead going into the fourth for Detroit. And just one small, hopefully small, injury to note. Killian Hayes did have a right foot injury somewhere in that quarter. He was probable to return, but he would not end up playing in the fourth quarter. And this fourth quarter was one you have to watch. If you didn't watch it, go watch it. My words can definitely not do it justice. Josh Jackson starts the fourth quarter with a three and then makes a second one a little bit later. A Cade pick and roll with Garza. I thought Luca Garza played really well tonight. I don't remember the Bucks putting him in a lot of ball screen situations where he had to defend. So obviously that helps, but he had some possessions against Giannis where he held up okay. But that pick and roll ends with a Cade bucket. Pistons up seven with 8.17 to go. They, this won't make the play of the game. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see this play. And it's maybe something I'll try to highlight as I do a breakdown on YouTube for this game. But Saving Lee with a huge backside rebound off a Middleton miss that immediately leads to a Josh Jackson and one in transition. And again, those are the little plays. And he was on the weak side. I don't know if he was boxing out Portis or Giannis or who it was. But he boxed him out. The ball got tipped around. He ends up coming down with it. And those are just the big plays that make... Maybe sometimes go unnoticed. Nine point lead with five minutes to go in the game. These are the situations this young team needs to be in. And they're up 11 with 3.03 to play. And then my favorite call of the game the cold blooded triple, okay, from Blaha. Talking about Cade Cunningham's shot over Giannis to put the Pistons up 13. Now, the Milwaukee made it a little bit interesting. The Bucs cut the lead to five with some poor offensive possessions. Giannis getting to the free throw line and a holiday triple. But Cade goes big body, late in the game, drive, probably got fouled. Me and Wes were talking about this. He's not getting any calls, but he comes up with the rebound off the floor, put back, and not put the game on ice as the Pistons win this one 115 106 on the road in Milwaukee for a big win. 48% from the field, 42% from three. 31 assists on 44 made shots. Great ball movement. Great unselfishness. Just a really nice game. Even Trey Lyles was getting into it. You know, moving the ball, especially in the second half. Only 13 turnovers. Great team win for Detroit. My biggest takeaways. I have three of them for you tonight, guys. This team won a game in the fourth quarter. They made winning plays against the Bucs. On the road, like that, that's huge. This is something we've talked about with this team this year, and they're not even healthy. I'll talk about this a little bit later. They're still missing plenty of guys. They played Justin Robinson 22 minutes tonight, they played Luka Garza 15, Sabin Lee 13, even Potter had to play two minutes. So it's not like this team was full strength, and these guys just coming off. COVID protocol. So a huge win. First time I really remember them taking leads and then taking the pushback from the opposing team and then really holding them off. And they did it against the defending champs. I will say there's still more to learn from. The offense did go stagnant there for a few minutes after that huge K3. We didn't get some very good possessions probably the next two minutes or so where a bucket, a three, a drive, whatever really would have put the game away quicker and not made it so interesting. But I do think it was huge and speaks a lot to the growth and the maturity of this team. I thought Cade was a little bit gun-shy in the first half, but I do think this game, as I sit here and talk about it, I think this game really highlights and shows who Cade is. First half, he was just getting teammates involved. He ends the game with seven assists. Um, He was turning down some shots I thought he could have taken. But in the second half, Completely different story. He takes over when he needed to, scored the last five points of the game for the Pistons, and knocks down that huge three over Giannis, which our guy and friend of the podcast, Hill brought up, We've seen that shot get blocked multiple times this season. Uh, Anthony Davis blocked it, if you guys remember the Lakers game. Um, even going back to Summer League, I remember breaking it down. In that true isolation when he does his little pull-up, he's gotten that block from longer defenders this year, and he was able to knock that down. Not just get it off, but knock it down over Giannis. Okay? So that's a huge improvement from Cade Cunningham, and he ended up with a really solid game. I appreciate the fact Hami didn't come out just gunning. Okay. Hamad Diallo has been talked a lot about. He's had his last three games 34 points on 32 shots and then 31 and 28 on 19 shots. I appreciate the fact that Hami only shot the ball 12 times tonight. It would have been real understandable for him to come out and say, I got to get mine, be overly aggressive, try to take 20 plus shots. He only took 12. And here's the other thing. JJ was playing well, so I'm sure that put a little bit of pressure on him. I feel like there's always a competition between those two guys. So I really, really liked what Hami brought to the table tonight. He had 11 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 turnover. I like that from Hamadou Diallo. I think that's a really solid game from him. He only took two threes. He didn't make either of them, but I didn't think he was forcing things. And I think that shows a lot of maturity and growth from him as well as he's got to figure out his role now – as Cade and these guys uh, return. As we move into the players of the game, uh, like always, we have three of those for you guys tonight. The first one, our guy, Sadiq Bay. Again, guys, I have a breakdown coming, and it couldn't have come at a better time. I highlighted what is sustainable, what is scalable for Sadiq Bay, and he showed it in spades tonight. 34 points, eight rebounds, four assists, only one turnover. He stayed in his lane, 12-22 of 22 from the field, 8 of 13 from 3 because he mostly took shots that he should be taking. For me, here's the key for Sadiq Bey right now. Catch and shoot. Catch and straight line drive to score. And if he gets cut off, make the pass to an open teammate. Simple. Keep it simple. He did tonight in almost every situation. And that's why he had such a good game. Love seeing that from Sadiq Bey. He looks really good, and I'm really excited for him. Josh Jackson, 24 points, 5 boards, Two assists, nine to thirteen from the field, and five of seven from three for Josh Jackson. You know what? I talked about the growth and maturity of Hamadou Diallo. How about Josh Jackson, a guy who's been put to the bench because of Hamadou Diallo, a guy who's coming off COVID protocol himself and has been sitting out for a while, and he comes out ready to play. You talk about being a veteran. You know, and he always gets lumped into vet being a vet. But he's not that old himself. He's a young player also, 24 years old and four years in the league. So sometimes we talk about him like he's a vet, but he's still a young kid. But I think he shows a lot of maturity, like I said, being able to come off the bench in these situations where he hasn't got to play a ton of minutes and really play well and play efficient. Great night from Josh Jackson. Huge contributions from him. And the final player, you know, it's got to be Kate Cunningham, the closer tonight. Again, I think really highlighting and showing the type of player he can be and what we're going to get from him. 19 points, four rebounds, seven assists. He did have five turnovers. Again, he's a little loose with the ball at times, which is something he can definitely continue to improve upon, but he's 8 of 15 from the field three of seven from three, and huge buckets in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter and down the stretch. So the three players of the game, Sadiq Bay, Josh Jackson, and Cade Cunningham. Two plays of the game for you tonight. The first one was a highlight. Hopefully it's going to be on Center at some point. Lyles with a nice kick ahead pass. Hayes with the no dribble cross court over his head, two-hand bounce pass. And J.J. put Boogie on a poster. Just a beautiful transition possession there from the Pistons. And, again, I think you might catch that on Center Top ten. Tonight. Another one after Sadiq Bey's game winning shot from Saturday night made it as well. And then last one, you guys know how I love these sequences. I talked about it. How about a K dime on a backdoor cut from Hamad Diallo that he finishes? And then two Sadiq Bey triples. One of those with that Killian kind of flare screen where he steps in on the pass and uh, Sadiq's defender doesn't see it coming and got Sadiq an open shot there. Next possession, Cade is able to finish it up with a triple as well, and then a steal and a run-out dunk off a Killian Hayes assist for Cade Cunningham. I believe those possessions may have been five straight possessions there for the Detroit Pistons, and just a beautiful sequence that you may catch on the Motor City Hoops YouTube channel sometime in the middle of this week. Four things to keep an eye on. The first one, real quick, just the return of some of these other guys. When do we get Isaiah Stewart back? When do we get Corey Joseph back? Um, Health and safety protocols, I believe. Kind of a weird scenario with Corey Joseph where he exited and then re-entered. Isaiah Stewart, you know, he kind of went in the same time as those other guys. Not sure why he's not out. And then you have Frank Jackson with the ankle injury. I'm not sure what his time frame is. I believe it was seven to ten days to be re-evaluated. So not sure when he'll be back maybe the beginning of next week. Kelly Olynyk. we're still waiting. I think a lot of us thought maybe last week we would hear something on a reevaluation. We still haven't heard anything. And then, of course, Jeremy Grant still a little ways out. So as I talked about earlier, this team was still shorthanded, and I'm not sure when we're going to get some of these guys back. Hayes off-ball movement, if teams continue to put the guys like Giannis on him. I understand Milwaukee's thought is, You know, take Giannis, let him almost play like just a complete help defender, rover defender. If that is what's going to happen to Killian Hayes, if other teams take that philosophy and do that to Killian, the catch and shoot has to be really good and the off-ball movement has to be really good. So that's something I'm going to keep my own eye on with Killian Hayes is if those guys play – him how good can he be off the ball I know it's something we've talked about I'm gonna continue to talk about it because I think that's huge for Killian Hayes development and progression if he's gonna play in this starting lineup with Cade Cunningham and company how about just some rust from these guys returning from protocol we saw it from a few guys again you know Cade didn't necessarily look super comfortable in the first half that may have just been his game and getting comfortable again RB Nesbitt give a shout out to him he mentioned Lee you know in the first half didn't look super great. He did end up with five rebounds and four assists and looked better in the second half, but it may take some time for some of these guys to get it going. It's, you know, I just talked about Killian Hayes, the shot didn't necessarily look good for him. I believe he airballed one. He missed another one bad. So it'll be interesting, you know, as we know with COVID, if these guys had COVID then, or if they were just close contacts, obviously it'd be different, but if they had COVID that may do some stuff with their stamina and their legs, Um, And just not being able to be in the gym and get the same workouts and messing up their routine. It will be interesting to see as all these guys come back, even Frank Jackson coming back from an ankle. We all know how that affected Kate Cunningham early in his rookie season earlier this year coming off his ankle uh, injury with his shooting. So I'll be interested to see if the same happens for Frank Kelly Olinick, even when he comes back. So I just think it's something to keep an eye on how these guys are able to return and get back up to speed. You know, some other guys, like I talked about Josh Jackson was able to just return and, and jump right into it and play a great game. I thought Trey Lyles was fine tonight. He not an efficient shooting night, but he had seven rebounds, three assists, no turnovers. I thought Trey Lyles was solid. So You know, he was able to return from COVID protocol and as a veteran be ready to play. I'm always super impressed by that with guys who are able to sit on the bench for multiple games and not really know what their role is going to be and then step in and be ready to go. And then one final one, just the lineups and the combinations, the pairs that seem to fit really well together. I think that's something to keep an eye on. What starting lineup looks best? Who plays best with Cade? When is Sadiq playing his best? Does Hami, you know, I talked about the maturity with Hami, but does he actually need, More touches and more usage to be comfortable and get in the flow of the game. So I just think that's interesting. I had an interesting conversation with base Pistons off Twitter, a guy that conversates a lot and listens to the podcast. Shout out to him. But, you know, with the Pistons, I know it's just about acquiring talent and maybe not everything's about fit right now, but I do think you want to start to figure out some of those things, some of those lineups as we go throughout the whole year. I'm not saying it has to be figured out right now, but you want to know who's going to play really well with Kate, who plays best coming off the bench, who knows, needs more usage, who needs the shots those type of who's going to be a great connector that's just going to make one more passes and hustle plays and rebound is Luca Garza going to do those type of things and who does he do it best with so I just I think that's something to watch for as all these guys return hopefully the COVID thing has hit this organization everybody's going to end up being healthy and okay and then they'll be able to move throughout the rest of this season and we return guys from injury and we can really really start to see these lineups and see who's going to work best with who as we go into next Next offseason, which is a really, really exciting one as well. Some thoughts on the other team, the Bucks, third in the East. Again, a team that was relatively healthy and full strength coming into tonight, had won six straight. They're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league. But I personally like, even though it's maybe not the aesthetically pleasing part of basketball for me, but I love how they just bully people in the lane and maybe they just do it to the Pistons because they don't have a lot of resistance in there, but Giannis obviously can do it. I thought Drew Holiday can do it. Now those guys get away with a lot, just like literally pushing guys out of the way and being overly physical. I'm not really sure what you do to stop them, but if the rest are going to let you do it, go do it. I think I continuously undervalue Drew Holiday in his game, and I have to stop doing that. I thought he was really good tonight. He had 31-10-7. Chris Middleton was really the guy who didn't play extremely well in terms of scoring just 10 points of on 3 of 10. Bobby Portis, who is usually a guy – I really like Bobby Portis in his game – But, you know, he only had 12 points tonight on 12 shots. So a really good job tonight by the Pistons to really shut down everybody outside of Giannis and Holiday. They had 60 of the 106 from the Milwaukee Bucks. I think it'll be interesting for this team. Obviously a team that's vying for another NBA championship, going to be there at the top of the East. What does Brooke Lopez look like when he returns? I think I heard today on the radio that they thought he'd be back for the playoffs, maybe even a little before. What happens with Boogie Cousins? And then they got all these like guards Wings, Wesley Matthews, George Hill, Connaughton, Hood, DiVincenzo, how does all that, I'm just interested to see how their lineup shakes out as they get into a playoff series, who is their eight, nine-man rotation, but a team that obviously can shoot the three and then really attack you in the lane as well. A look ahead for the Pistons. Can they make it three in a row to start 2022? What guys will we get back by Wednesday? On Wednesday, they have the Hornets, who are seventh in the East, entering Monday night. I don't know how that will change by Tuesday morning as they lost by three to the Washington Wizards as the Pistons were playing the Hornets, second in the league in points per game, third in three-point percentage, and three-point makes. So another very good three-point shooting team. I'm not sure they have the guy that's really just going to break you down and have this gravity like Giannis has, but a lot of really good players on that team. A chance to see Miles bridges against our pistons obviously that's intriguing because of all the trade conversations and or more so with with bridges i guess would be restricted free agency for him this upcoming season he's averaging almost 20 points a game almost four assists a game and seven rebounds a game so it'll be interesting to watch him gordon hayward a player i've always liked one of those connector type players, I think sometimes is undervalued, maybe because of some of the contracts, but then the injuries. LaMelo Ball, third overall pick from two years ago. Okay, I'm excited to watch him play and see what he looks like him against Cade Cunningham and Killian Hayes. Old friend, Mason Plumley. I know at Motor City Hoops, we've, you know, like to joke about Mason a little bit, but he's a very good player. I'm interested to see how he looks with the Hornets as well as Ish Smith. And then Kelly Oubre Jr., a guy that's intriguing as well for the Hornets. And so just a, a real a nice little squad there for the Hornets. They're having a solid season. Again, a team that can really score it, can really shoot it. So it'll be a great challenge for the Pistons defensively. But are the Pistons going to be able to score with them like they did tonight. I think that was a huge thing for Detroit. When your offense is scoring, a lot of time you're going to bring a lot more energy on the defensive end. You're going to be able to get stops. They held the Bucks to 106 tonight, which isn't bad considering it is the Bucks. But the 115 and the shooting numbers for Detroit is what was really impressive. And, again, I just want to end the podcast with 115 16. 106 win over the Bucks, undefeated in 2022. West Davenport called it 16 straight losses to the Bucks, four in the playoffs out the window. Bucks 6-game winning streak out the window. Just a huge win for Detroit. I know the fan base is juice. I can't wait to jump on Twitter once we get done recording this and see what everybody's talking about. As always, I want to thank my guy Wes, the producer of the Motor City Hoops podcast who takes care of so many things behind the scenes to make the podcast better for you and easier for me. I also want to thank you, the listener, for taking time out of your day to listen to the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Motor City Hoops and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you never miss any Motor City Hoops content. You have no idea how much it means to us, the amount of support we're getting right now. Reminder that Motor City Hoops will be back first thing Wednesday morning with basketball coach, trainer, and mentor Chris Oliver. Thank you for listening. Go Pistons, and we'll talk to you soon.